Welcome back to Speaking of Which, where we make the rules. Today's episode will be cut into two. Therefore, we did not miss a week because we will be uploading two episodes today. And I don't want to hear shit about it. And guess what? It's but thanks for coming back! Thank you for coming back to this podcast. I thought it was so on brand for Speaking of Which that instead of just accepting that we missed a week, no, we're going to split an episode in two, <laughs> upload two, we never missed a week. Bam. Bam. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. I thought it was fucking genius. I think it... Well, thank you, because I think it was my idea. <laughs> this week has been a week. Um, we haven't we haven't had a podcast episode in so long. <laughs> so long, because we didn't miss a week, but, you know, yeah, we're here late. We're just so late. Mm -hmm. so I know late. you were on a trip to see I your was. grandpa. Um, I was, yep. I, like, it was kind of a random um mm -hmm. thing my grandfather had a stroke um if you're a part of my patreon then you would have kind of gotten a little bit of an update um but if you're not a part of my patreon it's fine i just didn't um there's outside circumstances that made it hard for me to post on any other social media platform that's like public mm -hmm. so um if you don't know i went to seattle i was supposed to be there um kind of like on a whim so it was i had to reschedule a whole lot and it kind of shook up my my schedule and my emotional state but you know we're back we're you're back we're f i'm fine i'm fine you're thriving there's so much pollen pollen in the okay. air there are so many allergens yeah um i'm literally dying yeah i uh i just like wiped my eyes with a tissue because it's not like i was crying i'm were, not crying it's you were, fine you were I, wiping your eyes with like, pollen yeah and i looked down at the tissue and there was like yellow shit all over. I'm like, why are my eyes yellow? I was like, I didn't put on any makeup or anything. Why is my why is my skin yellow? And then I looked at my hands and they're just covered in pollen. And I was like, I wonder why I can't breathe every day. I wonder why the Claritin doesn't feel like it's quite doing it. Oh, maybe it's because I'm eating the pollen and rubbing it directly into my eyes. It's actually wild. The tree pollen here, especially the cottonwood, is so bad um for about like two weeks to even a month out of the year and normally it's about a month ago but for some reason i feel like it's delayed maybe Late for the bloomers this yeah year. you don't know it looks like it's raining like cotton balls. foam or cotton balls and it is most people in the state of Michigan are so highly allergic to it that it's <laughs> it, it's as if the state finally said, "All right, we'll give you sunshine, but it'll feel like death if but you leave the house. It'll cost you. <laughs> but it'll cost you. <laughs> so we're all just kind of like miserable. Coffee. Yeah. So that's the update. Uh, that's mm -hmm. yeah. Anything crazy happened to you this past week? Just some like really unexpected weird just like moments where i felt like you know how like this is a podcast technically about spirituality so yeah. like why not talk about it here yeah i mean sometimes like we don't talk about spirituality <laughs> on our spirituality podcast i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> but i just felt some like really cool moments of like cool understanding things oh my god i love that for it's like, you it's like, when, it's like when kylie jenner said this is the year of like understanding things <gasps> remember that yeah i love that that was me i'm yeah. just here to live life so one of the really interesting um this is something that kind of sparked uh a seed a seed oh my god and it, kind of, it really sprouting. just kind of um like a piece of cottonwood 
in Michigan. It just blew me across the state. Like I was just Aww. in a new place. And it was this random book I found on the internet. Mm. This random theological work saying like if human beings didn't exist, okay. would and this mostly applies to like if you have like any sort of like thoughts or beliefs about like this idea of like God incarnate. Like, okay. you know, a God as appearing in a Christ, right? Okay, or even like a soul or a something. A soul, something okay. like that. Basically like if humans didn't exist or if nothing had ever gone wrong with humanity, would God still come here? Like would God have still appeared? Or okay. I have so uh, many questions, but continue. Right? Okay. And basically and especially like when it comes to this idea of like like the idea of Jesus, right? Oh, like oh. would Christ have still maybe come? if this is your first episode, we should specify that this isn't just like a strictly Christian podcast. No, uh, we yeah, but like you're prefacing this as okay, if I'm this open is up to Proverbs yeah. 14. This is not here. You do not have to actually subscribe to all of that. And if you're cool with it, that's great. And if you're not, that's great too. But just stick tight with us. And if but you're I'm not, just, I was up. just, yeah, I was just innately aware that like this might be so someone's very first episode they click on oh and they're going to be like, this not. is not what I if thought it was. this is your first episode, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this could just, okay. like, just some continue. really interesting ideas about the nature and experience of God okay. and how it relates to being a human being. And like, okay. if we didn't exist, like, if there's nothing around to experience God, does mm. God exist? It's mm. kind of like if a tree falls in the woods, like, does it make a sound? Mm. And just something about that really simple question, like, what? Of course. Wait, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. And just, like, that question sent me on a bullet train, yeah. like, through, like, all these really interesting thoughts about what I think. Oh, my God. I want to almost, like, pause this because that, there was a quote in the um, Saturn book that I was uh, reading I don't know, a night or two ago by Liz Green. Mm -hmm. And um, I really want to go get it because it kind of is the same sort of version of that when talking about how the planets interact with us. Can I pause this real yes, quick go and go get, get it? it? Go okay. get it. Okay, so if anyone wants like more context for this, they can check out uh, the book called Saturn, A New Look at an Old Devil by Liz Green. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Literally. Um, and I'm just going to read this paragraph. It's not super long, but it's also not super short. So I'm just like it. prepping you into this because then you can take it back over. But people don't come to speaking of which for curation. Yeah. Right? right. Well, I just we think don't curate the content before we bring it to you. We just bring you the whole thing. Literally. And you can sift and choose which you like and what you don't. Mm. Um, but I just think it was interesting because it kind of is that idea behind like if a tree falls in the woods, you don't hear it. Does it still mean it falls mm -hmm. kind of thing? Or like if a bear shits in the woods. Yeah. Like, Does <laughs> it make like a that. stank? Something like that. Okay. So um, it says the realm of our outer planets is not very accessible to the earthly man who is polarized in his desire nature. But even the earthly man is affected whether he is consciously able to register the effects or not. If the conscious self is not yet sensitive enough to understand these energies, it does not mean that they do not influence or find response in the unconscious. For the individual who has not passed the boundary of Saturn in terms of his level of awareness, the outer planets simply work in the dark, but they continue to have meaning. One may live in an underground cave and be unaware of the sun's rising and setting, but this does not stop the sun from rising and setting. 
and that's where I stopped highlighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll just read a couple more sentences because it kind of ties it in together, but we tend to possess the unfortunate idea that if we do not understand something, that it does not exist. The tragedy of the outer planets is that they are so often unrecognized and the motivations which they symbolize are either wholly ignored or considered to be mystical claptrap. 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 <laughs> Me. Me. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, my eyes started darting back to the highlighter because it's like really bright. Even when these urges are presented in the light of the empiric psychological investigation, they are still mystical claptrap to many people. (laughs) Consequently, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, when they stream into the field of personal life, often begin tragedy and destruction with them. This is not fate, but the persistent blindness of the individual to his own inner rhythms and inner unfoldment. So that's the entire. So it sounds like, from an astrological perspective, things happen whether or not we're aware of them. Correct, and it there is a lot of um, there's a lot of like uh, what do I want to say disagreement, I guess, throughout historical records and even current modern day beliefs of if the planets affect are the reason for things to happen or if things are just going to happen and the planets tell us that they're going to happen, whether things are faded fully or partially, or if things are, you know, free will. And there's a lot of still like nuances and intricacies into the different beliefs of it. But a general idea is, is that things are happening no matter what even if you don't believe in them, there are things that are happening, whether you source them to the planets or Mm. because of the planets or symbolized in the planets. Um, And I just, specifically with the outer planets, because they're so big, they encompass so much more metaphysical, like deep things. Um, And the inner planets tend to be a little bit more easy to connect to and to see like Mm -hmm. literally in the day-to-day life. Um, And so I just thought that was interesting that that one sentence really about, you know, one may live in an underground cave and be unaware of the sun's rising and setting, but this does not stop the sun from rising and setting. We tend to possess the unfortunate idea that if we do not understand something that it does not exist. And like in my head, I literally heard like if a tree falls in the woods, like does that no one hear it? Does it mean you know what I mean? Anyways. So that kind of ties into the article I wanted to talk about. Cool. And this one's really fun. It's really interesting. <clears throat> and it's called Self-Transcendent Positive Emotions Increase Spirituality Through Basic World Assumptions. Um, and that's the name of the article. I can't remember what university published it. So good luck anyone who okay. wants to Google that. Love that. But, so this is the gist of it. So unlike last time, I actually like wrote my own thoughts about this. Oh my god, you're so I'm cute. so like, out of control. Yeah. So it says, there's a lot of research about how negative life events and tough situations lead people to spirituality. But this article in particular wonders about the opposite, positive events and positive emotions that lead people to spiritual experiences. And I just wanted to kind of pause right there to say how, isn't it so true that it, the moments where like shit is hitting the fan, like, oh my God, something terrible is happening, those can also be the moments where like it's it feels super spiritual because you kind of have like nothing else to turn to in those moments. Yeah, I think like the moments where we have the least amount of control over things, mm-hmm. uh, there's more chaos or there's more unknowns seems to be when 
It's like it's, at least those for are the me. only moments where it's like okay, I give up. Yeah. I am giving this up I surrender. to something bigger. I yeah. surrender. And but what about the opposite though? Like moments that are so full of joy or moments that are so positive, can those lead to the same level of spirituality as negative events? And basically they did it's a study. So interesting. They did a study to see if they were the same. Yeah. So <clears throat> Oh, I, I even wrote my. I think I even wrote you a little question. Do you think oh in your God. own life, a more negative or more positive experience is more likely to bring up a spiritual response without you even trying? Huh. That's a tough question because I actually had to really think about that. And for me, it felt mostly equal, but probably a negative event is more likely to naturally elicit a spiritual response yeah because i feel like i need something i need something and a belief or like an understanding that something's bigger than myself is what helps me get through but also we're terrible outliers because terrible things are always happening to us constantly <laughs> speak for yourself <laughs> just kidding i'm so broken <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it feel like every other week we're just being like, I don't know, axe murdered? Yeah. If literally. Um So like maybe we're not the best examples yeah, for that. Maybe, but not. maybe there are people out there where like good <laughs> Your things. Your voice like to slightly that? cracking when you said that just <laughs> the drama's trying to break. There's through. gotta be at least one listener. And if you're that listener, I'm so happy for you. If like good things happen oh to you. Oh my god, please, what's that like? <laughs> Tell us! <laughs> so broken. <laughs> 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 no, so, um, that's such a good question. It's so funny because, like, even the, the... Okay, the thing that came to my mind for the, at first when you said that, when I was thinking, like, okay, what's, like, a really good, like, happy, like, euphoric memory? And the first one that came to my mind... This is really fucked up for people who don't know the backstory. Okay. But, like, euphoric happiness was, like, when I watched my grandpa... Uh, my my dad's mm -hmm. dad like crossover and like when I helped him, mm -hmm. so like that seems like a pretty fucked up thing to most people who don't have context to say like that was the most euphoric feeling that I remember the having. The people listening to this would get it. Okay, they'd be like, oh, I get that. Because he yeah he was surrounded by the people he loved. Like he was ready. He made the conscious decision you know beforehand and he knew you know whatever. And um, but that's that's an example of like intersection of like beauty and pain. Like, yeah, and, and so sorrow. obviously we were upset to lose him. And this is really oh fucking weird and awful to talk about right now with my other grandpa mm -hmm. you know what i mean currently suffering a stroke and, and all of the emotional baggage that is tied into that that current situation but my other grandpa has passed like over 12 years ago and stuff now so um yeah and it was just we all hugged and danced and like i felt like happy and proud of him like it felt like we birthed him mm -hmm. out of his body and it was i was just so grateful and you know i don't know i was just like filled with pride and joy and like relief for him mm -hmm. and like just so happy that he was surrounded and and loved and supported and and something that is so mm -hmm. traumatic but like do you have one that's, that's maybe a, a little negative. more like normal i don't know that was literally <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind and i was like okay that might be fucking i don't know 
but that that I mm-hmm. and that felt like such a turning point in my spirituality and my practice as a human being and anything that I do and like just my awareness of what I believe and what I like the path it was just such a like turning of events mm-hmm. and uh but yeah that was kind of sad. I'm trying to think of like I think for me I don't uh, know. like an example that I can think of like while you were talking I was like going through my mind yeah like random stuff and like that time we went to Arizona and just like the gorgeousness of like natural landscape. Mm, okay. Something about landscapes to me is like cute. very awe inspiring. And then also while we were there, <clears throat> especially in Arizona and like yeah. New Mexico area, um, I just have such an awareness that there are a huge portions of that land is like indigenous. Uh-huh. And so in the back of my mind, I was I thinking, that. what? I was like, this isn't for me obviously because it's like an indigenous religions that are like, yeah. you know, around here but i'm like what like spirits and beliefs and like like what is roaming around here that i'm not familiar with right you know and like stuff that is so tied to like land and like so tied to culture that's cool Skylar. and stuff i don't know just thinking like what is like running past me right now i yeah. don't know and I'll, I'll never know but yeah. it's just interesting to think about i was there for that specific trip for a very intense like disc golf tournament so i didn't my mind I was, was not long. my my <laughs> mind was not in the same spiritual mindset as you but i would say that like i draw ties to what you're saying in, in landscapes no uh anytime i travel there mm. is an element of Oh, totally like, euphoric of, for me. Of just like, yeah, spirituality following and expanding anytime I travel. Even if it's like two hours away from home or whatever it is. Like, But mostly when I travel out of state, like long distance travels. Um, I mean, I guess makes sense. Like my moon and my Mercury is in the ninth house. Mm-hmm. So I guess. I love travel. But then I reach, we all reach the point where it's like time to fucking go home. So for sure. <coughs> home. Mm. I love that. that. Thank you. Oh, so it says we argue that perhaps not all positively valenced emotions promote spirituality. So then there's this other dimension. There are positive emotions that we know, like through study and like hooking people up. Positive emotions. No. Oh, like hooking people up, like what? Like hooking people up, like to electrodes and measuring their brainwaves. You said that like you're like. Okay. Yeah, just, you know, like, setting up orgies. We yeah. know people feel good. <laughs> so it says, it may be that only those positive emotions that share a common appraisal. That is, seeing something or someone greater or better than the self elicit spiritual responses. So it says, really positive emotions that aren't directly related to you and how you feel are what promote spirituality. And so these emotions have been studied as something called the self-transcendent positive emotions. So common elicitors are displays of talent or a physical and moral beauty. Elevation, awe, admiration are considered to be prototypes of self-transcendent positive emotion. So basically, those really, really great feelings that are super positive, that also aren't just directly related to yourself. Cool. Which I thought made sense. Yeah. So basically, this article looks specifically at two types of positive emotions. One is uh, elevation and one is called admiration. So elevation is the emotional response to moral exemplars, like when we see somebody do a good deed, acts of charity, acts of gratitude, and acts of kindness. So when we see somebody doing something, quote unquote, elevated, it Mm -hmm. inspires like a natural awe in us and like a natural feeling of like reverence, more connectedness, like a really positive. What about when you see someone doing something evil? 
That could also be inspiring. I guess, I guess that could be a form of negative elevation. Interesting. In which I think could just as likely promote a spiritual response in someone. Yeah. But it kind of depends on who you are, what direction. Like if it's like a negative spiritual response, like, oh yeah. God, protect me from this. Right. Or like, if it's like, oh God, yes, Libra bring it to or me. Are you a Gemini? Are you a Libra or are you a Gemini? And the second one's called... you'll get different reactions. Um, admiration produced by exemplars of talent and skill. So it said people that have amazing talents and, like, amazing skills or people that do things that really amaze you yeah. and, like, break boundaries... I totally agree with this. ...can, like, bring you to, like, a state of spiritual elevation. I, every, like, six months, go on, like, a singing competition, like, bender... Mm-hmm. Where like I will do nothing and get nothing done, and I will go back and I, will I know watch, I can hear it. I, I know I will watch like every single, especially children, like children, like stars. I, I can hear you American rewinding. I I know <laughs> like all of like the you know like little cases, eleven years old. Yeah, coming out. I just want to. I just want to reach people. And then it's like, somewhere over the web. And I'm like, ah! I'm so talented. It's so good. It's so good. And then I'll like pick out my top two. And then when George gets home or something, I'll like make him watch it. And I'll be like, like sobbing. When people have like really crazy talents, especially when it comes to performing or. Mm-hmm. And I've just, noticed that about you. Yeah. Because when I wrote down admiration, I also wrote down to ask you about like people that I've seen you admire because yeah. I see you admire people or I see you not I don't know how to say it, consume people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Like you have people. Tell that, it like it is, baby. You, you have said people it. That you, you really said like, it. Yeah. And then you consume everything that they make. And uh-huh. you, like clearly are getting something from them. Uh-huh. So like it's weird. I definitely hyper focus on. Or hyperfixate on either a person or a specific a talent or a skill talent or, or skill, and I feel like it like nourishes some part of my innate like being, mm-hmm. happiness. It soul. connects you to something. Like it reminds yeah. you that not everyone has to be good at everything. Some people can be really good at something, and we can enjoy it through them. Yeah, and there was a TikTok George sent me, which he sent me specifically because I know he knows I relate to this, mm-hmm. um, but. There was a girl, like, reading a quote. Um, It's kind of gone viral, so some people listening to this might have seen it. But um, she basically was saying that someone told them or someone told someone one day, like, asked them, like, "Uh, do you do this? And she's like, no, not really. I mean, I've played violin. I, I did piano and I sang. And, you know, she listed, like, four or five different, like, hobbies, I guess. And he's like, that's amazing. And she said, well, not really. I'm, I'm no good at any of them. And he said something along the lines of, like, I don't think being good at something is a reason, a good re- like, is a, is a good reason to want to do it. I don't think doing things because you're good at it is, is the innately point. Is satisfying or we the point? We do it because you enjoy doing it. And mm-hmm. that we've been conditioned in our society to always want to win and to compete and so doing things because you're already good at them or because you want to be good or be the best, it ruins the experience of being able to try and, and, and mm-hmm. learn and grow through multiple different 
mm-hmm. experiences or, or hobbies or whatever. And I really relate to I that. I relate to that. I'm terrible at everything I do. But I enjoy things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really good at everything I do. <laughs> but I never follow through mm-hmm. enough to, like, have You don't it mean be. to be. But I don't... It's so good. I know. I just, like, I'm good at everything I do. <laughs> no, no, honestly, I get... I get frustrated with myself because it is actually like a Gemini thing where like you're just innately you pick things up really easily and we've mm-hmm. talked about it but it's been a while like jack of all trades master of none what kind sign of thing. do you think is least likely to be good at something uh, upon first try <sighs> um let me think about it it's the most random question of I mean all it's just like time. it's so funny because it it really depends on what you're talking about but Probably Sagittarius. No, um, uh, I really hate saying this because what? I feel like everyone's gonna cringe. What? But mostly, I would say Libra. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hear me out. Or, or Cancer. Cancer mm. or Libra. But that's this is just my own yeah. lens of bias. Honestly, mm-hmm. like that. There's no foundation I I to back this up. I was going through the people in my life where you yeah. hand them something and they can't figure it out the first try. Okay. If, to me, that, that would be, uh, that would be Cancer. Cancer or Libra. And for Libra, it's not because they're not good at things. It is a lot of the times the inability to like feel like they're good at things. Um, you really, I feel like a lot of Libra placements need to have more like confident other signs to back it up. Mm-hmm. So if they have something that's like more rooting them in more confidence, that helps. Mm-hmm. But for those who don't and have more, you know, water, a lot of the times Libra signs tend to just give up before they try because they I would really rather just not start than to fail at something. Mm-hmm. They realize that not doing it doesn't mean they failed, but if they start it, and they don't complete it, then they might have failed. That is a universal mood, by the way. No, it's really just a Libra thing. So here, <laughs> here is something really interesting. Okay. So mirth is the positive emotional state associated with humor. And actually use that word in psychology, which I thought was interesting. Mirth? Mirth. Okay. And basically it's humor, like laughing, comedy. Yeah. It's, however, in studies, mirth is not linked with spirituality, typically. Obviously everyone's different, and like humor could be something that really brings someone to spirituality. But it said in most people, like illicit comedy and humor mm-hmm. and like jokes actually take people out of the spiritual state, okay. like the spiritual experience. And not necessarily, like, obviously not because it's bad, but it said something about comedy brings things back too close to your individual self okay or whatever and it can you can still be feeling spiritual like while laughing obviously because sometimes something amazing could happen in the responses to laugh yeah which is like a form of humor but it's just saying something about comedy and spirituality are just negatively correlated Mm. and i thought that was really interesting i just wanted to know if you felt like you had a response that was similar to that or if like you yeah, it makes sense, or what? Well, I've had some recent experiences in the last week or two in which I felt like an innate shift, whether it was comfortable or uncomfortable, in some of the experiences, connections, or, you know, just general feelings on things, I guess. And they were being felt or uh, mm-hmm. experienced very deeply. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was surrounded by a lot of people who make me laugh and that who I enjoy making them laugh. So um, there was a lot of like 
comedic like relief to not like lighten the mood but to like yeah you know what i mean to get us through there was comic relief and i would say that when that would happen i would feel better but also it did immediately take me out of some of like the connections or the spiritual roots that felt like were trying yeah. to set I, I don't know how like it was I helpful totally get it. but that like humor feels amazing but it's not innately spiritual like some other emotions yeah. like awe but you know what's so funny I think that spiritual experiences or practices paired with laughter can make those totally spiritual, transformative yeah make it even more transformative if you think about like a stand up comedian mm-hmm. who just like kind of lays out some so 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 divinely innate or divinely like realistic or raw setup setup and it really starts to get you like oh my god i thought this was a comedy show or a comedy thing and then all of a sudden there's some sort of break and it becomes really funny like they they flip the script mm-hmm. like you know i know there's people who know what i'm talking about they've either seen a show or they've mm-hmm. watched a netflix you know comedy series or there's something on tiktok or whatever where you've seen it and they start laying down like big truth bombs and then all of a sudden they they say a sentence and it totally makes you like laugh but i feel like that first part still sticks with you and because you're able to laugh at it and it transforms it it like almost sticks with you more than if you would have just been like preaching or hit her or whoever they were to be just like preaching straight up there's something about the laughter that helps to settle the spiritual level. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Or? Yeah, I kind of know what you're trying to I say. I wish I had a better example, but... Because mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like I've had moments where... Or like, okay, this is like an example. Like, let's say something so synchronistic, so unbelievable happens to you that you can't help but laugh. Yeah. So like, I think that would be an example of like humor that was spiritual. But that's not really mirth. It doesn't yeah. sound like in the no. psychological sense because no. mirth is like like stand up comedy. Yeah, and it said those experiences do not lead to spirituality, but obviously generated humor can yeah. be spiritual. And anyway, anyways, I thought that the, that difference was really interesting. It is. So it says even if humor has been shown to promote social bonding with other people, it is not characterized by self disinterestedness and therefore different from self transcendent positive emotions. Indeed, amusement is associated with self esteem, positive self concept, and sometimes even narcissism. And it kind of it links to an article that said like hilarious people tend to be more narcissistic. <laughs> and so I was like, oh my god! I don't know what it you're talking about. It sucks that we're about. not funny at all. I'm like literally <laughs> no jokes. I have no jokes. And so then I wrote, what positive emotional state would most likely lead you to a spiritual state? So, like, what is? I I guess we kind of already covered this without without me asking this question, but something that was really positive that you know like even if you made up a scenario right now like what is something good that would happen to you right now that you know would make you feel super spiritual oh god that's such a good question do you have an answer for that while i think no that's why i thought we would get the cards because like um basically i thought this article was interesting because it's so much easier to go out and find a good experience than a bad one so i was like what good it's ex- so funny i wish that was the i case. wish that was actually true for us <laughs> I wish that- <laughs> i'm talking for Is most that people actually like the most people have <laughs> so okay. 
what is like a good experience that you could go out and find right now that would lead to a spiritual experience? And I thought we would draw a card and see what the answers were. Oh, I just thought of a really good one, but I still want to draw from the cards and then that'll be like okay, the conclusion us. to last week's podcast. Um, any interaction with like young children. Oh, that's good. Um, either babies or toddlers or mostly like elementary school kids for me. There's just something so pure and uh, universe connecting. There's no real good way to, to say that. Mm -hmm. Like the, the raw creativity, curiosity and, and ability to play just immediately gives me a good experience. And while I don't have children of my own and don't have any plans to have them, I have my stepchildren who have been such sources of light and happiness and learning. And then we also have like a lot of kids in our life who, you know, our friends have like our friend Christina and Matt, like their mm -hmm. child, Aylin. And like I say, jokingly, she's my best friend. But like yesterday I saw her and we were in the middle of helping our friend Jessica like unpack into her condo and Aylin was there and she just like lights up the whole space. She just, it's so good to see you. I'm so glad you're here. She turns four in J July and she just like everything she does as a game or fun or the questioning and, and she's just so full of light and happiness and everything is an opportunity to be happy. To be happy. And I saw, again, a TikTok. Sorry to reference TikTok so much in this podcast, I guess. Um, I've done a lot of traveling. So like, there's a lot of downtime for TikTok. Um, I saw a TikTok of someone who was saying like, basically this was about parenthood. So I understand that that's a little bit more intense when it's your own child. But even just in general, interacting with children is an opportunity for you to check yourself, to check your, your, your state of... Um, health your state of mental capacity like you have to kind of get yourself in check so that you can care for or interact appropriately and um mm -hmm. i don't know in, in a healthy teaching way to a child because if you don't have a good grasp on your emotions or your thoughts or your actions that you're taking it's gonna rub off or you know be influenced onto that child so it's a being around children in general, whether they're yours or they're not, it's such a wonderful experience spiritually to be self-aware and to understand how you feel, what you think and what you're doing so that you can properly interact with mm -hmm. positivity on with a child, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I really, I truly believe that. Like I should have been a teacher for young kids because it just like brings me so much joy, but. I only feel that for like babies. Okay, yeah, every you do love a baby. Every baby I hold, like, I form an immediate parental bond. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of unhealthy. It kind like of is Every a baby crazy. I hold, I, I, I wonder in my mind, like, I wonder if they'll give me this baby. <laughs> and then I have to be like, no, that's crazy. That's so, that's crazy. so crazy. But will they? But what, it, what would I do? But what would I do How if they did? How would my life change? How would my life if change they if they gave me, gave this, me baby? this baby? I would have to, like, totally <laughs> reschedule my job. And... Oh, my God. I'd have to, like, I don't know, do things. I'd be tired. <laughs> They're going to give me their baby, right? So this is the answer okay. for us a positive experience that I could go out and have right now. Okay. To, you know, like, get the spiritual balls rolling. And I, I got the Empress. Oh my god, I love that. Speaking of fucking babies. Speaking of fucking landscapes, too. 
Because it says Earth Mother. Right? Landscapes and babies? Should all in you one? go Should I bring a, a baby into a landscape? A landscape? <laughs> Should you paint a baby in a landscape? <laughs> I can't paint. Should you have sex in a... Oh, you're gay. You can't. <laughs> I, I was like, should I make a baby? <laughs> um, no. I, In a landscape. <laughs> my, I don't know like what my immediate reaction to this was, but it kind of seems like it's saying to like go out into like greenery. Yeah, again, go out into like nature like, for a minute. If landscapes make you feel spiritual, why not go look at a why landscape? Why not like go to a landscape? You're so fucking right. Thank you so much. Wait, because like it's so funny when like Tara's like, well, you already know the answer. Why not just like do that? Oh, well, I love that for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so great. I love that, you guys. I got the Eight of Swords reverse. What was the question? That just jumped just out. Just a positive experience that you could go have. <laughs> it sounds like maybe that's not in the cards for you. Maybe, honestly. Sounds like you're not capable. Literally, it's like, now is not the time. You just need to, like, get through it. Because you're trapped, baby. You're trapped. Yeah. Um, there's nowhere to run. So, anyway. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I told Skylar before we started this podcast that, like, if I go rogue, that he's got to reel me in. And I feel him doing that. So you guys can just like, (laughs) I'll just leave you with that. (laughs) So this is the end of episode one. Tune in for episode two, which will be starting in five minutes. (laughs) Or is like already posted maybe by the time you're done finish, like finishing listening to the, yes. 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 I was looking a mustache hair. And just so you know, we will, for the sake of time and everything, we'll be thanking our supporters at the end of. The next part episode. two or next episode so thank you so much for listening we love you okay part See you two in a few okay bye